Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Well, hi everybody. Welcome, welcome. As I said, my name is Ryan Foster, and what I, I feel God is leading me to speak about is um, it actually we were I was looking at videos for our, our agape class and there was one little line that went by really quick that kind of God really stirred my spirit with and it was people who live by grace do not even need law and that is what God stirred me to uh, talk about and so. Uh, what the first thing that comes to my mind as like a, a, a little precursor example, kind of little story, is it came from Tony Evans. I heard it a long time ago, and what he he gave this little illustration. He's like the king of illustrations, but one of his illustrations was about this woman who was married to this gentleman, and he had all of these rules for her to follow. It's like every day he would go to work. And he would have this huge list. It was an impossible list for her to actually accomplish. And so it was like clean and do this and have dinner ready. And, and it was this list. And every day she would come home and she would never have this list done. And she felt like crap every day because he would just say, you didn't finish the list. And he would just like point out everything that she fell short on. And this happened for year after year after year. She was just felt uh, really bad. And then one day, he died. And she was kind of happy about that, but he, he passed away. And uh, she was, uh, then she went away, she started doing her own thing. She's like, I'm never going to get married again, and all this different stuff. And then while she was at, uh, uh, out, this one guy caught her eye and started uh, pursuing her and was saying all these things to her. It's like, and, and then she ended up marrying this new guy. And, and he would come home from work and he was like, I had silhouettes of you dancing in my mind all day and I love you. Just poured out love on her, more and more love and just, just really loved her. And like and he would just sit there and do little, give her little gifts all the time and just call her in the middle of the day, bringing home flowers, just like, I just can't stop thinking about you. And, and then she just, she felt so loved that she just wanted to do whatever she could do just to repay this love back or just try to even just show how much she appreciates and loves him. And so, uh, and this went on uh, for years. And then one day as she was cleaning, she stumbled across that old list. Uh, from her first previous husband and she looked at the list and she was like oh and she had the bad memories come back she said you know what just for giggles I'm gonna look at this list and and uh, just see how I measure up and she went through this list and she realized every single day she fulfilled every single item on this list without thinking about it and that is like the example of grace between law and grace. And it was through love 
that she was just, it was out of love, she was just doing things and not even thinking about it, but she completed everything on that list that she could never complete before. And so people who live by grace do not need law. And so the uh, first scripture I'm going to bring up is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. And that is that one that says, by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. And where is it? It is a gift of God and not the result of works so that no one can boast. And so the things I want to highlight is grace, saved, and faith. And so it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And then another quote from uh, the video um, was uh, Bill Johnson, who was the video was on. He said, faith is evidence of surrender, but not striving. And so a lot of times in Christian talk or just among people in church, we talk about faith and like, do you have enough faith? And there's this whole thing of like striving and trying to build it up when in actuality, faith is evidence of a surrendered heart to God. It's laying things down. And, uh, and so it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And so there's a picture of surrender that is in faith. In uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, I've been spending a lot of time on the Beatitudes and just the Sermon on the Mount, and it opens up in, in what's called the Beatitudes. And most people just read over the Beatitudes and just go to, like the, the I guess, what they call the good stuff. And I did a study on the Beatitudes, and it's, there's a lot in the Beatitudes. They actually are a progression. Uh, when you go through the Beatitudes. And the first one says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, the word poor in uh, the Greek actually is the word beggar. Blessed is the beggar of spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And something to note about this first Beatitude is is the only one that's in uh, present perfect tense. So the other ones are talking about, and theirs is. This one says, the kingdom of heaven is yours now. And that's a lot of the, the, the people who write the scriptures and like the, uh, who interpret the scriptures, they, that's a very, that's a big note to them. It's, this is the only one that's in present per, uh, perfect. It's blessed are that person who begs, it's the beggar of spirit, the one who sees their lack and need for God to come in to them and they, they, they're, they're lacking something. That person is blessed because the kingdom of heaven is theirs now. So immediately, when we see our need for a savior and we give our and we uh, yield ourselves as God to God to Jesus, we are immediately given the kingdom of heaven is ours. And then they they go on, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And then it talks about this is a promise that's what you would get, but you have the kingdom of God immediately. That's yours. And uh, to kind of add on to it, you have Ephesians 1.3, which states, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So this is written to believers, and he's telling them, we have been given everything, every heavenly blessing in Christ. That in Christ is very important too. Those who are in Christ, in, like he is, uh, we find our identity in him. We have everything in heaven. So you have, blessed are th that beggar spirit, that the kingdom of heaven is theirs. We have heaven. And this is telling us that everything is ours. Do you guys believe that? I don't know. It's hard for me. I'm, I wrap my mind around it. I think I go through periods of time where I see that my, through my actions that I show that I don't show that I believe that. But then these are just promises that God has given us. We have the kingdom has been given to us. And so uh, Miss Rita does this class on Tuesday, Rita Blanche. She's one of the advisors for our school. And I, w I was listening online because I love Miss Rita. And she had this line. She said, you must believe that tr Christ triumphed over the enemy. It is something we have to believe when we go through different trials or different problems or things in front of us. And we have the kingdom now. It's ours. And so the next word in, by grace you have been saved through faith, I want to talk a little bit about salvation. And this salvation by grace, you are saved. Most people look at salvation as this one-time thing. I agree. Like, you believe in Christ, you have right standing with Christ, and you give your life to God. You're, you're saved. But salvation also has another nuance to it. There's a, there's a dual, dual meaning. There's a both and going on here. And in a few scriptures, it confuses it gets, uh, the, some of the interpreters of scripture because like, there's a lot of scripture that makes it seem like there's, uh, we're working towards a salvation. There's this salvation of our souls. Uh, it's worded in a lot of places is that that is the, the goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. And uh, so there's this ongoing salvation. But then there's what I would like to decipher as having a right standing with God. So we get right standing with God in the blessed is that beggar of spirit. And then they have the kingdom of heaven. They have right standing with God. They have an account in heaven that is theirs. It's there. The thing that we want is... Like in the Lord's Prayer, we want those things in heaven here right now. So we have this, all, every heavenly blessing, everything in heaven is ours. What a lot of the New Testament is, and a lot of Paul and Peter's writing is, getting that right now. I'm surprised I just went off camera a little bit. Okay, it's getting that right now. So there's these two types of salvation. There is a moment-by-moment -moment salvation where some people will call it like when you get to a stronghold and you need God, you need salvation to get you through this whatever is in front of you. That is one form of salvation that Scripture speaks of is that moment-by-moment -moment, uh, salvation that we need day-by-day. Uh, no, -day. We need God. He is our Savior. We have that helmet of salvation. We need that moment-by-moment -moment salvation 
so that we can pull our eternal salvation that we have into the now so that we can get through these strongholds that are in front of us. So there's this dual salvation. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9, it says uh, this. It says, Obtaining as outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. And then there is uh, in 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, this is where it kind of some of the writers are, um, they question some things. It says, therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word so that you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. And so there is this uh, urging to grow in salvation through the word of Christ. Through the word of God, we grow in this salvation. And so it's only through this abiding. This is the, and so what I'm trying to get to is with the people who live by grace do not need law. So grace is a supernatural is a supernatural enabling for us to be able to do what God calls us to do. And so, blessed are the beggar's spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So you have heaven. And then there's blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. When you get low, in spirit, and then you, God is revealed to you, and you see God. There, when and there's something that happens that it convicts you because you see this perfect God, and then there's this mourning that comes with repenting. And then God will comfort you through that after He rebuilds your identity, and you get to see Him as if in a mirror. And then you go forward to, "Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth." Now, the word for meek is something is, it can be com, uh, compared to a, a bridle in a horse's mouth. It's like being used by the hand. And so it's someone who uh, is sensitive to the Spirit of God and can move with them. And so he can say and move you whichever which direction. And then there's blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For there, for, or, for, blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be satisfied. And so, this hunger and thirsting for the righteousness of God is that wanting to hear and do the things that He wants you to do, to draw near to God. And so, you're coming in low, you're being used by the Spirit, you're moving with Him, and then there's this call for righteousness, and so you just want to do what God wants to do. You're putting Him and His will before everything else. Whatever you say is, I want to do. And then there's this momentum. God is a God of momentum. We go from glory to glory, and from faith to faith. And so... When God said, let there be light, light is still expanding to this day. He, he's a God that wants increase. He's a God that wants increase. When we come to him, 
He is uh, he wants that increase in his church and in us too. Jesus said, "Greater works you will do." And the key to these greater works is his grace. Is the key to getting to these greater works. And grace is um, translated as gifts. And so love is a grace of God. There's faith that is a grace of God. And so when we come low, there is a supernatural ability that comes through the grace of God to be able to go forward and do the things he calls us to do. Hmm. So grace is a supernatural power and ability to have victory in whatever is before you. It is yours. It is the gifting of God to be able to do what he calls you to do. And so with that, we can rejoice in that it is not us that's doing the, the, doing the stuff, but it's through the grace of God that we are able to, uh, to have heaven and pull that things from heaven down to now. I have a thought I'm trying to communicate, and so I'm trying to see how I can get this across to you, because I really, really want you to catch on to uh, the truth that I'm trying to uh, communicate. We cannot do anything unless we abide in Christ. He says, abide in me and I will abide in you. You cannot do anything unless you abide in me. In another I am statement, Jesus says, I am the door. And uh, those who come through me will have, have salvation. So Jesus is the door, and we come to through him to get salvation. And this is that moment-by-moment salvation that I was talking about. So let's say that a problem is presented before me. And I need, and I know what God says. And I can actually give you an example of this. I was praying. I do this uh, prayer thing in the morning. Uh, and then one, one morning a week, um, sometimes people join me, sometimes they don't. But one person came and joined me, and it was someone that, uh, to me, had hurt me. And so there was a little bit of bitterness between me and this person. And I felt God say to me, I want you to pray with this person. And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It won't be genuine if I go pray with this person. And... I got to a point where I was just like, I want to be obedient to you. You told me to do this, and I love you. So I'm going to go pray with this person, but unless you come in and do something, I, I don't know if I'm, 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 I might be mean, I'm, something might come out, but I'm going to lay this down to you. And God gave me a grace, because when I got to pray with that person, I had so much love for this person that it just started pouring out and I was there was compassion that came through me and I was anointing her and blessing and 
But it was a supernatural love that came through. And when we talk about, like, I want to show love to someone, a lot of times we're we're, uh, in a church, we're taught to strive, and, like, we got to build up this stuff to love. But um, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times it's not in us. And that is why it's like, Faith is evidence of surrender and not striving. It's when you lay it down and say, God, I need you. It's the, I need your spirit. I am begging for your spirit to come in me. And then you get access to these gifts in heaven like love, like faith, because there is a gift of faith. Like when, you, when you, uh, there's miracles that happen and things that um, go against the natural mind, like joints growing back or something, and that person who prays for that to happen, it comes with, there's a a gift of faith that comes on that person. When they're in tune and they're able to be used by the hand of God, they have a meek spirit and they're listening and God's able to say, do this to them. And then God gives them this supernatural faith that comes up inside of them that they know that they know that this is going to happen when they say it. That is one of the graces of God that comes on you. And then uh, there are people look at him and say, whoa, that was great faith. That sign of faith was a sign of their surrender to God that enabled them to be able to uh, step in the line and shine the glory of God in that moment. We as uh, believers are called our duty God's desire, what pleases him, is that we would carry his glory. But the only way that we can carry his glory, which is reflect him in this earth and be a light into the world, is if we surrender our likes and dislikes and just to his will, knowing that his will is for us is better than we can even imagine. And he is so good. But if we surrender, there's a supernatural gifting and strength that comes through grace. Grace is God's power and ability to act through us so that when uh, people see us, they see Christ working through us. And if we were to move through the Beatitudes, the next one is, Blessed are those who are merciful, for they shall receive mercy. We come boldly to this throne of grace and Right off the bat, we get mercy. But then God gives us grace to do whatever is in front of us. Whatever stronghold is in front of us, His grace will give us the salvation to be able to accomplish whatever is in front of us. And so, we come, our, we, our God is merciful to us. He's extended mercy to us in His Son. We have mercy. Therefore, we should be merciful And going forward, so blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And then we get to blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. There's this, when your soul finds itself in alignment with God, your will is the same as the Father's will. When you start acting from that point, God is revealed through you and in your midst. When you share in the suffering of Christ by showing compassion, his compassion for his heart for the people around us, God appears in our midst. You share in his suffering, you share in his glory. That's the truth there. That's actually in Romans 8. 
share in his suffering, you can share in his glory. And so, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And then we got blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And most versions go sons or daughters, because sons in that sense is not, is, not, is not gender specific. And so the peacemaker is the one who carries the nature of God. They're the ones that uh, go out and they bring heaven to bear on earth. So things that are out of order... That are, that are not lined up with heaven. The peacemaker is the one that comes in and brings that into order or declares it into order. And so they change atmosphere. Have you guys ever remember the verse that talks about how the world moans and groans for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed? It moans and groans for these peacemakers who are us to be revealed to carry the presence of God, to let peace rule in our hearts so that when we go out, that the kingdom is seen through us because we have the kingdom and now we're learning how to access it by living in grace and not in law and trying to put formulas together and how to do things, but just being in tune with what God wants to do with us and uh, allowing him to speak through us. Now up here you saw me a little bit I was fumbling at first, and then I prayed, and then I don't know what I'm saying right now, but it seems to be making sense now since I did that, because God says that uh, I know this truth that if I, by, if I allow grace to take over my mouth and give my speech over as if season was sought, he will give me the words to say when I need to say them to communicate his truths clearly to you guys. So even in speaking in front of people or whatever we're doing, we give it over to God and he will direct us through anything that is right in front of us. He will come in and supernaturally allow us to do what he calls us to do. When no matter what is in front of you, we need God's grace to be able to go through that so that, and then, Whatever we do in word and deed, if we do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God is glorified in that. We are called to be glory carriers and to glorify God, which is to make his name known, to expand his kingdom, the king's domain, in our midst. That's what we're called to do. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are, you, are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So now we go full circle. We started with, blessed is the beggar in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, it's, that was in the present tense, and now we got, blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, it, that's that... We put you first. I don't care what the world does to me. I don't care what principalities and second heaven are going to do. I am going to keep declaring your truth. And when you are operating in God's power and in God's grace, and you're operating in that third heaven, you have your eye in that third heaven, the things in the, the second heaven, which is the principalities of this earth that the ruling they, will, they cannot stand up to that. And so there might be persecution that come. There might be people who try to push back 
Because the thing that Satan wants to do is to separate you from that unity with God. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your hope. He wants to do anything so that you do not realize or pull those that inheritance that you have in heaven, the answer to all the things in front of us, we have it in heaven. And we have the ability to pull it out of heaven into the now. But it's only through by His grace, through faith, which is surrendered to God, that we're able to pull those things out of heaven. And so He wants to knock us off of that. And as I was saying before, there is, Jesus says, I am the door. Those who come through me will have salvation. They will be able to come and go and find green pasture. Jesus is the door, and he is the name that we live under. We come to him, come boldly to the throne of grace, and we go through him, and we get to talk to the Father. So whatever, whatever is in front of us, if we have a big test tomorrow, if we have a, a sick relative, or if we have an addiction that's in front of us, we can come to God's throne this throne of grace, through Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, you have everything, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Jesus Christ, you come into him, you come low, you come into him, because you know, you, what I mean by come low is you see your need for him. You see your need for his grace to overcome what is in front of you. We have to abide in him or we cannot do anything, but we come through him. You come through that door, the, only, the way, the truth, the life, the only way to Christ. You go through that door, and then He will give you the grace you need or His power to overcome whatever's in front of you. It might not even look like it has anything to do with that, but if you do what He says, you'll find that He will give you keys to the thing in front of you when you do what He says through His grace. And so then, at that moment, you're pulling things out of your account in heaven. Every spiritual blessing, we pull it out. And we're able to use it to knock down whatever strongholds in front of us. That's why James said, rejoice when you go through various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith. We are able to rejoice because we know who's with us. We know that we have every spiritual blessing in heaven, and we know that we have access to it. So when a stronghold comes up in front of us, we can just laugh at it and be like, okay, God, this is about to get broken down. Here's the sacrifice right here. What are we going to do about this? He will give you grace. He will give you, you come to him in boldness to his throne of grace, which is his power, and you will get mercy and then he will give you grace to overcome whatever is in front of you. He'll give you the power to overcome whatever is in front of you. He'll give you the love to love the person in front of you. No matter what they do back to you, it's through his love that you're able to love that person and then to bring in breakthrough. People who live by grace don't need law. Because it is through that love, through that grace, that gifting of God, that is the way that we take principalities. That is the way that we take this city. Every person who is in Christ has the kingdom of heaven. 
Jesus said, don't look here or there. The kingdom of heaven is in you. The kingdom of heaven, you have access to it. It's there. But we have to learn how to access that stuff from in heaven. And Jesus gave us the blueprint of how to do that. I'm going to look at my time. 8.20. I still want to pray, so I'm going to try to end this real quick. And so if we're going to keep going in the Beatitudes, it changes tense after uh, blessed or uh, the those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then it says, blessed are you. And for the next few verses, it's, it's very direct. He, Jesus said, blessed are you. Because if I remember, I told you it's progression. So now you've got this person who's come low. And now they are those who uh, get for the, those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness at the kingdom of heaven is there's in this blessed are you who are persecuted and insulted and falsely said all kinds of evil against you because of me Jesus is talking he said your reward in heaven is great your heavenly account just went boop, 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 that you can draw out of right now for in the same way they persecute the prophets before you and then it gets into you are the saw of the earth. This person who has come through, went through this persecution, went through all this stuff because of me, has this huge account in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Salt flavors things. Salt in the Old Testament, they put salt in every sacrifice. That is something given over to God. You are the salt of the earth. But what happens if salt becomes tasteless? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot of man. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Jesus is the light. He just said that you are the light of the world. This person who is reflecting him and carrying his glory. This person who is operating in his supernatural agape love that has come upon him. You are the light of the world. You share in my suffering. You share in my glory. Glory of God is light in heaven. It shines everywhere. There's no shadow. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and place it under a bushel, but on a lampstand. And then it provides light for everyone in the house. So then, that, so that people can see your good works and glorify your Father. So this glory that is given to you as being a carrier of the glory of God, as people see you operating in that glory and reflecting God, they give glory back to God. And that pleases the Father. That's why he, all the, it pleased Him for all the fullness to be put in Jesus. That pleased the Father. And because for all things to be redeemed back to Him. By you carrying the glory of Christ, God gets that glory back to Him. And we go full circle. And this whole system, it, it can go over and over again. We get to a, a, a new challenge. Like we're walking with the grace that he's given us, and we go to a new challenge, a new stronghold in front of us. 
And then we get low. We're like, God, what do I do with this? And then he builds us up. He starts moving us through. He gives us his word of righteousness. We see what's pleasing and good to God. And then we're able to operate, and we have authority in that area. And then we teach other people that, and they see our light shine. And then through our light shine, they see our good works. The end of Ephesians 2.10, after it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and it's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, and not the result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. Works comes. But works is the result of a surrendered heart. He has stuff for us to do. But it's in his power and in his grace. And then when we do those works in alignment with him, whole cities will shift. Peoria will shift. We need each one of us. So in the Rise 309, we're praying for a region. People are crying out. Crime is going up. Every, for some reason, every day I talk to somebody different that their son has been shot. And it's a constant thing. And I, I was like, why is this happening? It's like, am I just hanging out with all the people who are getting shot? I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's like, so I, I, if we ask God, why is this happening? Why is this crime rate high? The earth is waiting for the sons and daughters to be revealed. That's us. That's on us. We are, he already gave us everything in heaven to be, have the solutions for every problem that is before us. So, to end, I just want you guys just to pray for each other. Because we pray for this, our city. We have everything we need. We just need to know how to access it. We need each person to be built up into uh, uh, just in, in building up. You get lo- we get low. We say, God, I need you. God, I need your spirit. I need your grace to be able to uh, handle these problems that I see in the city that are just making my heart cry. So I just want you guys just to bless the person next to you. And if you came with a person, don't bless that person. Bless somebody else you didn't come with. And speak life into them. And Because we are the solution and that Christ in us, and we have access. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.